0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on another big weekend of league football Rangers leave it late but do move back to within three points of Celtic After a narrow win at Dundee Ange Postacoglu's men had stretched their advantage temporarily With a 4-0 win against Ross County Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hearts and St Johnston were the other big winners As the season moves towards the home straight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans A narrow squeak for Rangers at Dens Park But it had nothing to do with the midweek exertions In that aggregate win in Europe over Red Star Not if you ask me If you score your equaliser and your winner In the final third of the match Then you can't talk about midweek exertions because that's the period of the game when midweek exertions should take their toll of players' energy levels. Nothing wrong with Celtic's energy levels. The most one-sided match of the season, bar none. Malky Mackay's Ross County were lucky to get nil. 13 sleeps until you know what at Ibrooks. Another win for you. You only you only turn up here when Hearts win, so you can brag about it. Yes, well, well we're doing quite well just now. That's a, another big win against a, a tough Livingston side. I think Livingston have the fourth best record in the division since the winter break, so we knew it was going to be tough. But huge important result for us and for me. Rangers were four minutes away from giving themselves an absolute mountain to climb to retain their title. So Connor Golson certainly came up with Rangers' biggest goal of the, se- uh, goal of the season so far. 01419511025 Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind After a busy weekend of football So many talking points If we're just talking about on the pitch and the football And the results then Yeah, Rangers fans, what did you make of yesterday? How important was that Connor Goldson goal? Would it have been all over if that hadn't gone in? Or is that premature? How were how you feeling as that game went on yesterday? What about the performance? Who impressed you? Who didn't? Of course, on top of that, there was talking points. Uh, lots of people having a good old debate on social media um, about the protests the Rangers fans had. There was a penalty given at Celtic Park on Saturday. There was sending offs. There was penalty discussions again. So, lots to get through from the weekend. But only if you join us, 01419511025. And with that in mind, Hugh Keevans. In fact, I'll do Andy Halliday first. What's your result of the weekend? My result of the weekend has got to go to St Johnson. Huge win in the fight for automatic relegation. Gives herself four point daylight between them and Dundee. So I think it was a massive one for Calum Davidson this side. Result of the weekend, Hugh? I am going continental, por favor. What? I am going for Real Madrid nil, <laughs> Barcelona four. Does this guy not know the rules? Yeah, because, this is Marcia. Ah, but this, this takes in Rangers because I think Rangers <laughs> right. will go to the Europa League final and meet Barcelona and there is your benchmark Real Madrid nil, Barcelona 4 right, humor me prediction y- humor me give me a Scottish result that tickled your fancy as well uh, I'll go Dundee for United maybe last yeah, minute yeah, winner last keep minute producer win- Callum happy 96 minute winner yep. and then uh, I thought the crowd were going to come on the park very excitable people in Dundee I'm putting putting it out there right now goal of the weekend this is the hardest Choice you've had all season Really? This, this, I think in one weekend This was the best standard of goal We've had on a Monday night Oh well there's an easy winner for me <sighs> You would say that It's got to be Barry Mackay First goal for Hearts uh, Since he's came to the club He's been he's been nothing short outstanding uh, I think that's been 
nine assists in all competitions for him since he signed in his first goal finally and what a cracker it was I didn't think it was going to be a tap in that's for sure when it came and brilliant technique I think it was the, a celebrations, fine goal. the celebrations were great as well I thought yeah. everybody teammates all taking the mickey out of him Hugh what was your goal of the weekend like um, I say lots of choice yeah yeah uh, I'm going for son of Braveheart Callum Henry <laughs> The, the 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 one that won the match for St Johnston, uh, reminiscent of was it Kevin Rutkovitz against Lucas Rutkovitz? Lucas, Lucas. Lucas. Uh, very good friend of mine. And his pal, did you know that? No, yeah, very good friend of mine. In the six all, not as good obviously, but I, I, I see even I could accept yeah. the similarities. Yeah, Mullow Hib six six uh, on the night that my laptop failed me. I remember <laughs> that story. Uh, but son of Braveheart. I'm yeah, telling you, goal. what great a standard goal. this weekend though Jay Henderson, Dylan Levitt, Kevin Van Veen Bizarwins yeah, wasn't I think, bad I, I think Jay Henderson specifically is very unlucky yeah. hey, To miss out and go over the weekend But uh, Baz is a standout Go on then, Howler of the weekend uh, I'm going for the, the Rangers fans With all the disruption they caused at Dens Park Disproportionate You can have your case And express it But the, the way in which they expressed it On Sunday Was disproportionate And you could see the reaction of Alan McGregor. You couldn't possibly repeat. What was what, it? What was it? He said again. Uh, he said there were a bunch of. <coughs> that's, oh, that's plenty. Beep beep. Um, so for me, come on, Andy Howler of the weekend. Motherwell, hands down. Come on, hands you down. Do top to six slipping out their grass. My wounds. Not a win in this calendar year. It's uh, mm. they're on a real, real poor form. And see if any chance I get to stick it into Gordon Duncan here. <sighs> oh, yeah. Steady. I'll certainly do it. Uh, 01419511025 <laughs> on the phones. Add Clyde S. Wow, it's taking a turn this show. At Clyde SSB on Twitter. So, what's on your mind? Look, big games. There's only seven league matches to go. They were huge matches up and down the division over the weekend. So what is on your mind, Rangers fans? What about the performance yesterday? How important was Conor Goldson's goal? Uh, what about the players that came in? There were changes again. Did those guys impress you? Is Aaron Ramsey got his first goal for the club? Is he in line for a start against Celtic or not? Anything else you take away from the weekend? Celtic fans, very comfortable uh, on Saturday as well. So 01419511025. Five. Let's start, shall we, with yesterday It makes sense, we'll work our way back Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was pleased to avoid dropping two points After that late winner And uh, he praised the second half performance in difficult circumstances Second half, I think we um, you know, we created more chances than the first half And uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit lucky uh, which, we, uh, which we were in the end uh, That the ball dropped for, for Connor. We put an extra striker in with three strikers Today can, uh, could have cost us again uh, two, two big points But uh, we kept the belief And worked hard to, uh, to win the game In difficult circumstances You know, the pitch wasn't um, ideal for us to play They get uh, no water only during the game So that was a bit strange But, uh, you know, in the end You know, you have to overcome this uh, situation We know they do everything to to get a good result and uh, just play on and make sure you uh, you go off the pitch as winners. It's the time of the season for high drama, Hugh. So oh. it's, it's easy to be dramatic. If Conor Goldson doesn't score, the league title would you know would have been over. Is that too dramatic or is that fair? Not at all. I go back to my own phrase: a draw is a disaster, a defeat's a catastrophe. So a draw at Dens would have been a disaster. It would have been Celtic five points clear. Next game against Rangers. Uh, if Celtic win that game The league's finished uh, So Conor Goldson Got Rangers Out of jail And then some 
Yeah, for me, like I said at the start of the show, I think it would have been a mountain to climb for Rangers because, uh, listen, they're more than capable to, to go into both Old Firm games and get two wins, even though the last one showed that uh, mm. that Celtic are a very good unit this year. But the way Rangers have been play- playing recently, lack of consistency, I don't see them winning every game post-split. So for me, listen, I might be wrong, but for me, that's the reason why I thought any drop points yesterday would have been a, like you said, a disaster. So Conor Golson's came up with a massive goal and now it's set for the, in my opinion, the biggest whole firm game for over a decade. 01419511025 on the phones. Alan is a Rangers fan. Uh, how big was that goal, that late winner, Alan? Maybe he is there. I can hear him. Just sounds like a bit of a ropey line. Alan, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Good, got you loud and clear, I think. How important was that Conor Goldson goal? A very important goal. Uh, the first half performance was very, very poor. Let's try and get that line cleared up. Andy, well, there's no what? arguing with that. The first half performance was very poor. I thought uh, Aaron Ramsey allowed the cross to come in for the first goal of the game. Uh, and could have done better at that point. And, the, you know, the, on a day when the pitch was bumpy, the Dundee goalkeeper was having a terrific game, Rangers were anything but firing on all cylinders. By half time, it looked a bit ropey, Andy. Yeah, that, for me, numerous reasons why the first half performance was poor. Uh, thought a real lack of energy, lack of quality, lack of bravery to get on the ball and play forward. Uh, for me, you, know, you can mention the pitch but the pitch was okay when you went 3-0 last week when the way you approached the game for the for the get-go um, but yeah definitely a, an improvement going into the second half I think the changes helped that but for me the main thing not only intensity and tempo but just the desire to get on the ball and play forward and after that I thought the pressure told I suppose Alan if there's ever a time where you can not ignore the performance level but just focus on, on getting the result then with seven games to go it must be that, that stage of the season That must be the most important thing now, no? Yes, the results are definitely the most important thing uh, Three points, as Gio said a couple of weeks ago But my other point was And you stole my thunder uh, Disgusted at fellow Rangers fans This has got to stop As Hugh says, you can make your protests But at the second half We're doing nothing doing And Mr McGregor Put it more politely than I would have uh, but Rangers have got to take a look at themselves in this as well. Uh, and Celtic, Celtic, I'm not speaking about the Green Grade. But these two clubs are putting these fans on block at away games. Uh, so they're all sitting together. And, well, the Union Bears, they do a great job at Rangers with the displays and that they put up. But yesterday, absolute balloons. Um, yeah, Hugh, in fact, let's hear Giovanni Van Bronckhurst on that uh-huh. uh, side of things There were a couple of protests before the game after ha- uh, As the game was kicking off, sorry, in both halves um, The manager says it didn't help Rangers in the game But he understands the supporters' feelings Of course it's disrupted because you want to play the game And I think we uh, we had three or four uh, breaks because of the, the cleaning up So... It's a disruption, but I know their emotions, so they have to uh, show their emotions. I think that's uh, that's good to see. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's a you need to have the balance. So it was disruptive today for us. I understand the emotions of the of the fans, and uh, but we we all go back with three points in our uh, in our back. I feel like we've had these types of conversations before, Hugh. Uh-huh. When, when when fans make a stand, and and I. I feel like I always want to defend fans I like to be on that side And I think fans should Pay their money And they're the lifeblood of the club And if, yeah. you know they should be allowed to make themselves heard I guess the difficulty comes 
if your players and management are visibly annoyed at it, then it's it's not as easy to to justify. The word I used was disproportionate, and I used that word because you have a platform from which to make your feelings very clear about the uh, match which has been arranged between Celtic and Rangers in Sydney. But when you start to disrupt the progress of football matches, you have overstepped the mark. Rangers were not playing well. They were a goal down. It was an afternoon that threatened to be extremely harmful where the league title was concerned. And yet it was interrupted three times. Um, I, I, I just think that you have to be kidding yourselves on. When the manager of Dundee says it was a help to them and not to Rangers, when the Rangers manager described it in an eight-letter defamatory expression, then that tells its own story. When the Rangers goalkeeper expressed it in his way, when do you? when does the penny drop? When do you get to understand that that kind of behaviour is dangerous to the team on the park? And they like I said, I think it's always important that fans can have a right to, to a certain level of protest and make their, their voices heard. But what did you make of the reaction of the Rangers players? They, they, they didn't really seem to enjoy it, which maybe tells its own story. Yeah, uh, when I was asked a question uh, regarding the friendly on the show a month ago, I said I felt as if this was going to be the case. I felt, felt it was coming. Uh, there was numerous statements from Rangers support groups regarding how they felt about the friendly. Wasn't really much in terms of communication back from the football club, so that that's the reason why I always felt this was going to come. I'm not saying it's right, but uh, I, I think the main issue, certainly, like Hugh says, was you no know, to, to do it at the start of the second half. I mean, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is probably and gave them a bit of the hairdryer treatment, want them to start the second half fast, start the opposite that they did in the first half, and then the game being delayed for the for the four or five minutes after that certainly didn't help the cause. Alan, again, it was a you know on the pitch in terms of the the team. Changes after Europe as you would expect Aaron Ramsey came back in Got his his first goal James Sands played Was, was there anything in particular that, that, that pleased you that, that stood out from yesterday? Unfortunately As we said about the first half It was more when he made the substitutions Which has been getting uh, A bit of stick for For not main substitutions But the tempo changed When Sakala, Aribo and uh, Ruth. Ruth I thought Ruth and Sakala Changed the game Definitely And as, as Chris Boyd was saying in Sky Sports as it got to the stage that you can only trust about 11, 12, 13 players which when you're playing so many games in Europe it's going to be a, a hard shift Andy what about Kamal Roof seems to be in a bit of a habit of contributing when Rangers need a goal yeah, I mean, especially in games like um, like yesterday, you're going to need impact players to come on and try and affect the game. And I think Kamaru's done that numerous times for Rangers. Yeah, he scored scored some big goals last year uh, in the run towards the title. And this year, he scored a couple of big goals coming off the bench as well. Uh, Hibs at Easter Road being a, the latest one before that with the penalty in the 84th minute. Uh, the game yesterday, I thought he made a massive difference. Uh, his impact lasted maybe, I think it was less than two minutes when he came on. He, he supplied the assist for... For, uh, for Aaron Ramsey's goal And then he, put, he played a big part In the, the Conor Goldstone winner as well So he certainly made a difference um, I think Like Alan says I think the, the introduction of Joe Aribo Made a big difference as well um, Other than that You've got to say There weren't too many positives In terms of individuals uh, But for me another one uh, I've said it numerous times in the show I think James Tavernier has been questioned As a captain numerous times for Rangers mm. uh, And it takes a special type of person Sometimes so when you miss a penalty To continue to drive your team forward And I thought he did that in the second half Yeah it's not like him Doesn't miss many Is he now at the stage of 
Going for absolute perfection And eventually one was going to yeah. Fly slightly over I, I generally think that is the issue I think he's trying You know he's always been The, the type of penalty uh, Kick taker that Tries to whip the ball really hard So sometimes tries to beat the goalie with pace But it seems as if now He's trying to make that Inch perfect Whipped penalty in the top corner And it's worked over the last sort of two But uh, the weekend there certainly wasn't But he scored more than enough Big penalties for Rangers To, to still be on them yeah. That's for sure What did you make of the award Of the penalty Hugh? Well, it's a mystery to me. Uh, I I couldn't see the offence, but uh, when Mark McGee, the Dundee manager, said, "Yeah, it was a penalty," uh, then I thought, "Well, I have missed something." Uh, I'm I'm not interested in what Dermot Gallagher thinks on television because he's just another voice. Uh, oh, he's but, a liar. He's a. He should know more about these things than you or I well, do. But the, the Dundee manager, I, I would take his word for it. But at the time, with one look at it, I thought, "Where was the offence?" Andy? I'm the opposite My first look was is I, I thought it was a penalty um, I don't think it should take Alfredo Morelos to fall to the floor mm. For the, a penalty to be given uh, You could see the infringement That uh, was there in the shirt pool So I'm actually the opposite to Hugh But it was actually When I watched it two or three times My question wasn't Was it a foul? My question was Does Alfredo Morelos Foul Jordan McGee before it? I think that's the real debate So potentially soft Yeah Listen it's in the soft category No doubt uh, Alright, thank you Alan In Falkirk Let's bring in Tommy On the line Tommy, how important Was that late winner yesterday? Aye, it was important In the big scheme of things But my question Is a wee bit different so If we get by Braga In the quarterfinals I would like to see Gio actually rest in players um, And go all out To try and win The Europa Cup And not soon forget About the league But you know, I think the Europa Cup is more important. You, you only, as a fan, you only get to see once in your life seeing your, your team winning a, a European trophy. I've seen Rangers winning one the first time, but a lot of fans have never, never seen it, you know. So I would there go out to that. We've won 56 weeks, we're going to win there eventually. So this is, a, Europa Cup. this is a classic Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic debate. Uh, what do you value more highly, uh, a European win? Uh, bearing in mind that it's 50 years since Rangers won a European trophy Surely after half a century you would think A European trophy would be massive in terms of prestige And you've got other people who will actually say to you And I read it on social media over the weekend People saying, I don't care about a European trophy I just want to beat Celtic and get the title So it's the classic dilemma Tommy is in one camp and he's declared himself There'll be others down the line who will repeat the statement that they don't care about Europe. It's more important to beat Celtic to the title. Did you say if Rangers get by Braga, Tommy? Yes. Because right. there's the, the, I'm wondering how the timing of that really works out, though, because they play Celtic before they take on Braga at all, and they then play St Mirren away in between the two. And then there'll be a post split game as well. In between the two, yeah, in between the two Braga ties, and then of course the the. Semi-finals on the 17th So You're going to have to take When when are you Bringing in this Supposed rest period? Well Well I would I would I'd say After that I would start to rest players You know Or, or, or maybe before that Even if you have to, to well, get, Tom, get by Braga Tommy hmm. let me pose a question to you If Rangers beat Celtic Ibrox And they go through Against Braga Are you resting players After that? You're level on points In the league I would still Rather go for the Europa Cup I think I would Andy I think I'd still rather go for Europe Why do you have to choose though? Why, why does it have to be one? Why can the team with You know I, I don't know specifically what it is but Is it still the second highest budget to Celtic? Certainly it's By some distance Bigger than everyone else's 
Why Why would Rangers need to rest Players and pick one Tommy Why Why cannot just Trust the squad And go on both fronts Well go back to when we went to Manchester Look We were, we were a shadow of mm. We had far too many games Building up um, And we just couldn't cope with it And I don't think any Many mm-hmm. teams could cope with it To be honest with you yeah, but I, think, I suppose the question, Andy, should Rangers, in theory, I'm not saying that it definitely works out, I have no idea how far they go in Europe or, or who wins the league. In theory, you should be able to bring in Kamar Roof or James yeah. Sands or Aaron Ramsey, for instance, or Ahmad Diallo or whoever it is. Um, Rangers don't need pick, do they? No, I don't think they do. And I think, uh, especially with the league title race being so close, uh, right now it's within three points after the old Firm game, it could be zero. Uh, it could be level on points going into the. Uh, the post-splits fixtures I, I think if you look at Rangers squad this year it's only really a handful of players um, James Tavenier Conor Goldson Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent you could argue that have basically played every game uh, I think every every other player within the squad has been uh, rotated quite not heavily but certainly uh, a number of times this season but for me the, the four players I mentioned if they are rested I think Rangers are significantly weaker The substitute rule now is of a great advantage to Rangers and Celtic I mean Rangers Profited yesterday from being able to bring on as many subs as they did and players of genuine quality. And when they come on, Mark McGee, in his heart of hearts, knew it was inevitable that there would come a winning goal. And the five subs rule will see Rangers and Celtic through from now until the end of the season because, again, you look at Celtic on Saturday and look at the quality of player they were able to bring on. Well, funny who says that. Why don't we look at Celtic on Saturday? There was a lot of talking points in that one. Celtic fans, were you there? Did you just sit back and watch it? What did you make of it? Pick up the phone and let us know. We'll hear from you and Ange Postacoglu next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here. It's 0141-951-1025. We are on Twitter as well. At Clyde SSB Come on it was a big weekend Every team in the Premiership Either had a, a big result In a positive sense Or a big result In a negative sense So whatever team you support Pick up that phone And let us know What you made of it 01419511025 Let's go back to Saturday And hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu Who says he was pleased With Celtic's All round performance uh, Against Ross County he Thinks they were really sharp In the final third What did you think though? All round I thought We were really good You know we uh Started the game really brightly. I thought our football was really good today. Um, you know, last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of tough away trips where um, we were still dominant, but in a different way. We just, you know, we, we were really strong defensively today. You know, we kind of spoke about it. We get an opportunity on our pitch to, you know, be more aggressive with the ball, and uh, I thought we were. I thought you know, football was really good today and kept our discipline through the whole game. Our sort of attacking players were were really uh, sharp in terms of their movements and our passing was, was good, you know. Um, again, playing at home allows you a little bit more to do that than you know, the last couple of games on the surfaces we've played. We, we haven't been able to, but being dominant in a different way, it was just pleasing for me that um, you know, our football was really good. John is a Celtic fan. What did you make of that on Saturday, John? Oh, it was back to the Celtics. sulky, sulky football again. It should have been four going on about eight. We'll keep a silky football for a fortnight, you know what I mean? Big part, and uh, if we beat the Rangers, we'll get one on the trophy. But I'm not about Hughes uh, once again, five minutes into the programme, he's got the Rangers uh, going into this Europa Cup, Cup final. Now, you're, they can't keep playing bad. They can't keep playing bad and get results. It's, it's impossible. 
Ich stecke Bier bevor wann ist so den einen bin ich bin dem Robak Robak aber with reference to the Europa League, John, you've just done what uh, what I did. I expressed an opinion. I, my opinion is that Rangers will get to the final based on the quality of performance that they have shown uh, in the group to get to the knockout stages. Then against Borussia Dortmund and Red Star, scoring 10 goals in four games against Borussia and Red Star. And I think they will get to the Europa League final. You disagree. Therefore, we have a score draw in terms of opinions, John. Uh, John, do you not think wins against Borussia Dortmund and then getting through and, and winning again has got to be more to that than luck, surely? See, against Borussia, yep. they looked at three goals. There was one of the goals that we should have stood for a start. And McGregor says apparently, it's all ifs and buts in Europe. And just to know they're carrying a bit of luck. No, but I think you. I think you're the only one that's going for ifs and buts. I mean, McGregor saves a penalty, which he's there to do. And which which goal should have stood? The 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 one at the the boy the first goal. I thought I was I thought I was on side. Well, it's VAR. We kind of have to just accept that that that's right. Do we not? Thursday night air once again. I think that team should have beat them about four one at home. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, they but they didn't. They didn't not even close. They didn't. But as I say, it's the luck can it's going on so many these weeks. But you calling it. You keep calling it luck. I mean, to get out of the the group, uh, which has Lyon, Sparta Prague, and Bromby, uh, to then remove Borussia Dortmund and Red Star, that's not luck, John. You can't you can't get there on luck. We're going to elite you As I say You just kind of keep Playing badly And getting the result That's what I'm saying One of these weeks the Playing badly Is going to come Back and beat them On the You know what You sometimes have to Just kind of grind out Things John though And you know Win when you're not At your best People then say That's what champions do And then that's how You win leagues Especially at this stage Of the season It's one of these weeks As I say That's going to go They're just They're locked Because they're uh, they're not playing well And it's going to It's going to uh, But, but John, John you, you, you simply Draw a veil over Anything that doesn't suit you Celtic are where they are Because they do that Because they get the last gasp goal Against uh, Dundee United Through a badder at Celtic Park And they get the last gasp winner From Giacomacus Against Dundee at Celtic Park And the Celtic fans sing that's why we're Celtic I mean It's all part and parcel of the game John mm. Surely Anything else to add on your own team John Before we revise Rangers Trip through Europe any further That's what it's on mate Anything else about your own team and My team's hitting a wee, wee, a wee, a wee thing that form we're, We were a couple of weeks ago We weren't playing well But we've picked up again And we get got Yogo back in the fortnight as well We'll run a mock eyebrows And a luck will run out that day I don't think they've just picked up form. The thirty-one domestic games undefeated. That's not just picking up form, John. You're you're underselling your own club. Was the weekend more straightforward than than you thought it would be? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Ross County, to their credit, have been on a terrific run in the yeah. last twenty games. Are the third best team in the league, essentially, albeit 
Celtic should be comfortable at home games against the likes of Ross County. It, it certainly was quite a quick start, wasn't it? Game was over fairly quickly. They were totally and utterly subdued by Celtic. Uh, I thought that the front three, Jota was back to his very best. Uh, Dyson Maeda, I thought, had his best game on a Celtic jersey. Giacomacus got his uh, second hat trick of the season. Uh, you know, everything about Celtic uh, was top drawer, and I always go on and on about zip. The zip is there again. And how it was only 4 no, is beyond me. I mean, I said at the time, I thought it could have been 10. And, I, I, you know, Malky Mackay after the game said if it had been 7 or 8, he would have understood why. So it was hmm. the most one-sided game of the Premiership season. Uh, Andy, <laughs> what did you make of it? Celtic. Uh, I think it sort of optimises what Celtic have been really good at this year. I think when they're at their best, they come out fast and firing and blitz teams in the first 30 minutes and that's what happened. Uh, the game was won inside 20 minutes. Um, and Celtic play at that tempo and that intensity is very, very difficult for teams to handle. And uh, you know, like John says, I do think Celtic were, were certainly back to their best at the weekend. Uh, Giacomacchus with a hat-trick, Hugh. Mm. He's becoming rather important for Celtic. If you think back, almost a, a kind of full circle part of it as well, you know, home game where he scores a penalty this time, a few months on from being widely criticised for missing one previously. He's the main man up front, is he not? He's got the numbers uh, to make him the main man at the moment. It'll be fascinating when uh, Kyogo Furuhashi is uh, back again. I mean, he's told the Japanese media that he's feeling really good and uh, is ready to come back. So I asked Gordon Diel the question on Saturday, does it have to be one or the other? Furuhashi or Giacomacus? And, you know, Gordon, former striker... Of high repute, he tells me. Uh, <laughs> he would. He uh, he said for him it would have to be one or the other. Uh, so be interesting to see what happens when uh, Kyogo is really ready to come back. Mm, let's bring in Paul, who's also a Celtic fan. Were you pleased with the performance at the weekend, Paul? Absolutely wonderful. As the finest performance I've seen since the second of February. Really? Uh, uh, high praise. Because the end of February was in the, all the pressure was on because they had to they had to want to go top of the league and they put on a performance to do it. Uh, yeah, Hugh, I'm looking back at, at that fixture list since then. It, it, it may well be second of February in case anyone can't remember for some reason was the Rangers game pretty convincing at Motherwell the following game. Uh-huh. But, but thereafter, it was, yeah, it might it might well have been the only the only one where they were in danger uh, of. Falling for the draws of disaster Defeats of catastrophe Was when it got to two all At Celtic Park against Dundee uh, And then They, they had Giacomacchus to, to score uh, And all was well in the end But there, there is no doubt That with uh, David Turnbull Coming back at the weekend uh, With Kyogo uh, Just ready to come back now uh, The strength and depth is there The confidence must be there uh, 31 domestic games unbeaten uh, So They now have to wait two weeks To put all of that to the test at Ibrox Giacomacchus Surprised you Andy With the the way that he's Seen off that early season criticism And, and become quite a focal point No I wouldn't say surprised I think it, it, it was what it was he, he came into a Celtic side that was firing uh, At the point at the point where Kyogo was really on top form uh, his, his sort of chances to, to break into the first team were few and far between uh, 
albeit I think when he did get the jersey, didn't really set the world alight. But sometimes you just need that little bit of luck, like John liked to mention quite a few times, and and his came when unfortunately Kyogo uh, picked up a bad injury, it gave him a run in the side, and since then he's went from strength to strength. I think that's two hat tricks now in five games. Uh, so he's certainly starting to pay back the money that Celtic paid for him. Uh, Paul, what about the red card decision that went against Ross County? What did you make of that? Uh, I suppose being a role of average is John Robertson had to get one decision right. I mean, that's about four games he's had this season. I mean, how he didn't see the handball, God, God alone knows. I'm at the other end and I could see it. And he was a lot closer than than we were. So. Hugh, what did you make of the sending off first? Yeah, I thought it was a, a legitimate red card. Um, and... Based on, on what specifically? Because everyone's been arguing about this all weekend. He obviously does get a lot of the ball. Yeah. Kind of kicks the ball away. What what, what is it? The follow through? Is it the yeah. is it the force of it? Is yeah, it the, the endangering? Follow through and force. And I I believe that if a player is unable to continue, as Tom Rogic was, uh, then it backs up the the, mm. the argument about force. Um, Can you always take that into account though? I mean, you're look. At, he always does this, right? See when he's got an injury to show off He yeah. turns up in shorts You ever noticed that? <laughs> I know Now he's got stitches on his knee Yeah Is that, is that what that is? Stitches yeah. or yeah. just a wee waterproof plaster? Cut a couple of stitches um, Stitches on his knee So sometimes you are And you, were you unable to continue? Yeah you limped yeah, off didn't off, you? Yeah. Crying and waving at everyone um, So sometimes that happens That How can you? How can it be that that automatically means The, the offender is sent off? I, I can only speak of The incident between Kane Ramsey and Tom Rogic and I think it was a red card I thought uh, the referee had a perfect view of it all uh, and other than the Ross County players and players will always surround the referee and claim it's unfair but I think everyone else was of the opinion mm. and the most important opinion of all is the referees it was a red card I think Andy Haldy's opinion is now important what did you make of it? No it's never a red card No, never no Um First things first, I hope Tom Rogic's okay. He's obviously came off with the injury off the back of the tackle, but no, not for me. Wins the ball, uh, goes in hard. I mean, uh, I've said it numerous times, the excessive force doesn't really sit well with me in terms of the law. Mm. Uh, but it is in there, though. So, yeah, it is in there, so but uh, like is a, that... Well, you, you brought up the... Is that not... So the force that he went in with at the weekend was, was not think, excessive? I, I think every tackle in football is excessive force. Yeah, but some you get harder than others, don't you? Well, uh, you mentioned the, the tackle for myself at the weekend, and I know we're talking about a different incident, but it was Obelai sort of trying to came, come over the top of the ball to shield himself. Uh, he does come down on, on my knee, obviously requires stitches, but for me, I don't think it's a red card. He's made a he's made an intent to try and shield himself from the ball and, and sort of body block, but he's endangered an opponent but uh, he, there's no malice there to endanger the opponent uh, you can you can endanger or injure a, an opponent in any any specific tackle and for me that's certainly not a red card I'm, but what I will say is regarding the red card and the penalty at Rangers not one of them affected the game Celtic had, had the game won before the red card was, was uh, given Rangers went on to miss the penalty so there we go voice of reason who would have thought it thank you to Paul let's run this by you before we get any further because if you think the league is getting to the business end of the season Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals We've finally broken the £20,000 mark on Golden Goals Remember, every time Celtic or Rangers score We throw at least £250 into the cash pot And we're now setting £20,750 to give away to one person at the end of the season We've been crunching the numbers, Hugh That's 13,833 Donner Kebab Pies uh, from Sky Sports 
if that floats I mean how many how many cardigans from CNA or whatever you get them would that buy you 20,750 M&S other stores are available CNA still a thing no, no, no that no, got no. in business about 20, 20 years, years ago, ago yeah, yeah probably um, I think it would just about get you and four mates to go and see Scotland lift the World Cup in Qatar maybe I don't know what you'd spend it on Andy Haldy 20 grand that's not bad is it not bad at and all. it's only going to go one way think about it because every time Celtic and Rangers score in any competition we grow that money and you'll get the lot tax free but only if you enter so text GOAL to 61025 that's G-O-A-L to 61025 it is £2 plus your standard message rate over 18s only the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com and lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May but no point in hanging about till then get your name in it so for your chance to be the winner text GOAL to 61025 right now 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here It's 0141-951-1025 That's the number Keith in Cumbernauld has dialed What's your point tonight Keith? How we doing guys? Good, thank you, good No, just a couple of points I just want to go on about um, You know, still Rangers still fighting, fighting on uh, three fronts I just want to see what the panel think of that Going forward, obviously, listen, performances haven't been amazing. Um, I thought yesterday we dug deep and the subs made made a big difference. But, um, you know, like, a lot of fans saying we'll retire and things like that. I think Rangers have got a big enough squad um, that we should be able to cope with this, no problem. If you're dropping somebody like Aribo and bringing in Arn Ramsey, I mean, I just kind of understand where a lot of Rangers fans are getting that we'll, we could struggle or you want to drop players you know I just think we've got that much strength and depth I think we'll be fine I think we're doing really well at the moment I mean yeah Andy I keep, I keep seeing things like that Keith mentioned I think one of the previous callers referenced a comment made was it by Chris Boyd on TV talking about you know, do, do all players have the same trust from the manager how do you feel about the options the way that it's getting used at the moment I do think Rangers do have good strength and depth uh, I do think they have better in certain areas of the field uh, I think certainly in midfield centre-halves, left-backs, slots like that but I do think there's some players where it's not like for like I think if they don't play the team is weaker uh, Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent, James Tavernier Connor Golson I think they're four key components of the team that have to play and I think especially when Keith rightly says that they're, they're challenging on all three fronts for me they've got to play in the, uh, play in the side and, and listen that everyone talks about no resting players, giving people an opportunity to sort of recuperate. If you offer a rest period for any one of the players with massive mm-hmm. games coming up, not one of them will take it. Every one of them will want to play every single game. This bit about trust, whether it's fans or pundits, for me, it's amateur psychology mumbo jumbo. Uh, oh, he doesn't trust them. How do you know? Uh, you know, it, it, well, to be fair, like you know more than anyone, you're asked to make an assessment, try and join dots. If you are if and I stress that If you're looking at Rangers And thinking that they don't make enough changes Or they don't rest certain players It's not a huge leap It might still be wrong as you say But it's not a, it's not a huge leap If I'm sitting on the bench every week And the manager doesn't pick me Doesn't trust me Not necessarily I don't think I mean Aaron Ramsey's been That was his first league start yesterday uh, And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Waited until he thought Was the optimum moment for Aaron Ramsey If he makes no subs he gets criticised If he makes too many subs He gets criticised I don't think it's a matter of trust mm. I think he is Looking at his players And thinking I'll start with this 11 And Again Knowing he's got five other options He can 
use. Uh, I, I just think the trust is a bit amateur psychology for me. What did you make of Aaron Ramsey, Keith? I thought he played well. It's, listen, it's a tough game. I'm looking at players like Ryan Kent and that as well, and I think see when we go to places like Dundee, you know, he's thriving in Europe because, and I think it's because I, I would say it's because of this no away goal rule. There's no teams just sitting in looking for that one away goal and then try to take it back home. I think everybody's going at it and he's flourishing in Europe. But when you come to a place like Dundee, they'll maybe double up, treble up on him. And he's maybe just not looking as good. But like Andy's saying, like, no arrest any of these four players. I don't think any of them want to be arrested. None of them even look like they're tired. They're all still wanting to play every week. Um, obviously, you can rotate other parts of the team because I think, like, drop them. Like I said, a, a rebo for Ramsey. I mean, come on. I think. And we go back to the point, you know, Rangers went to Belgrade, uh, the travel, the game. They've come back with this argument going on about their exertions in Europe will take a toll of the players in domestic football. But Rangers scored their equaliser after 64 minutes and their winner after 87 minutes. That's the portion of the game for me. Got stronger as it went on. Yeah. So Um, where, where does the exertion argument come in? I think when someone arrives with the reputation that Aaron Ramsey does, Andy, he... He's going to then get scrutinised because, mm-hmm. and also I've not seen him a lot, so it's like every time he plays, you're looking for a real, you know, a real close up of of what he did well, what he didn't do. Is he now in the, in contention? I mean, the Celtic game coming he should be, he coming should be for me. He's can been you, can you see him enough. playing, for instance? Because he obviously, yeah, I could, I could. I, I mean, he's been at the club long enough now. He's uh, he's been training for the most part, uh, uh, just over a month. I know he had that sort of slight knock that that meant he missed a couple of games, but. Since then, I think he's made. I think that was his fifth appearance. Yeah, it's his first start in uh, in, in the league. But I think he got what was it, eighty five minutes under his belt. Um, I don't think he had a great first half. But to be honest, that being said, I thought he was still the only player that was still trying to be positive and contribute and create chances. Never quite came off for, uh, for him, but you know, still trying to make an impact. Then the second half, I thought he grew into the game. I thought anything that sort of any sort of chance that Rangers created in the second half, I thought he was in the heart of it. So I think it was a good run out for Aaron Ramsey. It's, it's important minutes under his belt. For, but for me, the, the reason he's been brought into the uh, into the team is to make a big difference in big games. And I think Rangers have got some massive games coming up. I've seen the point made quite a lot on social media, not just last night, but, but particularly over the last day or so, about the need to get Kamar Roof into the team or the need to get, ultimately, the reason for that being to just get more goal scorers, more out, out goal scorers into the team. Is that something you, you agree with? And if so, how, how do you do that? How do you get him in? Because it's not going to be at the expense of Morelos, is it? No, which is why it makes that a difficult one because it, it, you're then are you putting square pegs in to fill round, round holes. Uh, I mean, Scott, it's easy to say after Scott Arfield, you'd argue had a poor game. Scott Arfield's done very well under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Aribo's sort of in a, a patchy bit of form, but for the most part of the season, he's been Rangers' best player. Kamar has made some incredible contributions coming off the bench um, and he's maybe unfortunate not to get a start off the back of that but yeah, I mean he's not really uh, replacing Alfredo Morelos in the side mm. OK thank you Keith it takes us up to that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on then Beat the Pundit time it's your chance to kick off the weekend style by getting one over on Andy Halliday 
Or Hugh Keevens What a cue it will be For a Monday night To embarrass you too Honestly 01419511025 And the lines do close at 7 So be quick Your chance to beat The pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevens And Andy Halliday Are here It's 01419511025 and we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB As is always the case on a Monday Trying our best to get through Some of the talking points From a busy weekend If you don't feel it's been done justice Or you think we've missed something Pick up the phone Put us right 01419511025 As we look away from the top two um, I know you St Mirren fans a bit frustrated at losing Late on at the weekend What about you Motherwell fans The most out of form team in the division, top six is still there arithmetically But it doesn't feel uh, like it's on the cards at the moment Where is it going wrong? How much pressure is Graham Alexander under? Pick up the phone and let us know right now And we'll speak to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The scottishsun.co.uk slash football On the subject of quizzing have you seen this video that's appeared on our social media feeds, Andy, Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of it? It's of, well, sadly I was involved, but Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, trying to guess footballers' names based on emojis. I've not, no. Now, this is a guy who's never seen an emoji in his life. So knock it, knock it, don't have emojis exactly. today. No. So how he was meant to take part in this competition, I have no idea. But if you want to go and check it out, you can find it there um, on all the, the sort of social media feeds. And I'm alarmed to say... I actually think Mark Wilson was better than me at it. However, I'm going to sound like you know one of these reality TV contestants that kicks up fuss about the way things are edited. Watching that video back would have you believe that Gordon DL was better than me as well, and I'm not accepting that. I know that can't have been the case. I thought I did quite well in it. Did you? Did he do all right? Nice. Yeah, Producer Callum's giving giving the nod. Well, anyway, you can check that out. And is there still more of them to come? Yeah, I think there is more. So keep an eye out for them. Anyway, beat the pundit first. No emojis involved. Alistair in Sterling. How's it going? I'm good, how are you? Not bad at all. Have you ever played before? I have not, no. You have not. How do you, you one of these guys do quite well at home? I do not bad at home, I mm. do not bad at home. Trying to lift the spirits after a bit of a rough weekend. Alright, in, in what sense? We've been away for the weekend playing for the Scotland football team in Ireland. Alright, oh, how was it? We lost. Well, it was brilliant. We won all our group games and got to the final against Ireland. Drew nine each and lost on penalties. Oh dear, I hope this doesn't go to a tiebreaker That's going to tip Alistair over the edge no, no. He'll just bring all the memories You ever played football, Andy? I'm not, no, I would love to play though Alistair, I'm going to I'm going to come down and watch the experts It is so much harder than it looks Yeah, I can imagine I don't know why For me, Alistair, it was just something like And maybe this is just my own um, My own sense of, of how bad I actually Or good or bad I actually am I just felt like you look at the, the fairway or whatever And you think, oh, I'm going to smash it a couple of hundred yards up there And it just doesn't work that way What's the what's the secret? Well, the secret, I'm not too sure I know about the secret But it's a difficult one It's technical, it's mixing the, the football and the golf together But I'm, I'm rubbish at both, that's where I'm going wrong anyway, Right, Alistair, I'm going to get Hugh Keevens along to try it Will you take him along, show him the ropes? Of course I will Good, I like the sound of that Right, heads, it will be Hugh that you play Tails, it will be Andy Halliday Let's see how we get on and it's tails, Andy against Alistair. Do not take this guy to a tiebreaker. It, it will just I'll try it, not. It will be too much for him after that weekend. Uh, let's give Andy some Clyde two. Alistair, thirty seconds. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know, pass and move on. Okay. 
Well, right, 30 seconds then On the clock and your time starts now Who's Celtic's top scorer in all competitions this season? Which Scottish top flight player scored two penalties in one game at the weekend? Lewis Ferguson Which SPFL side are known as the Blue Brazil? Cowdenbeath Who's the oldest player to play for Celtic this season? Pass Which SPFL club did Jack Henry start his professional career with? Dundee Who's currently the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Callum Davidson Which former Hibs player's son made his debut for Hibs at the weekend? Derek uh, Ryland Okay, let's bring Andy back Andy Halliday yeah, You've go. not lost this season, <clears throat> have you? No You might need to be in top form here let's just, I'll do my best you Ready? Yep Let's go Who's Celtic's top scorer in all competitions Kyogo. this season? Which Scottish top flight player scored two penalties in one Lewis game Jackson. at the weekend? Which SPFL side are known as the Blue Brazil? Uh, Cowden Beef Who's the oldest player to play for Celtic this season? Joe Hart Which SPFL club did Jack Hendry start his professional career with? Partick Thistle Who's currently the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? <sighs> Pass Which former Hibs player's son made his debut for Hibs at the weekend? Pass Name either Scottish Premiership team who failed to score at the weekend uh, Livingston What's the verdict Alistair? <clears throat> Thank you, got me by one do you know what Alistair I, I think I did the wrong thing I think I made him angry See when I suggested That, that you might have him Because you were good Alistair sounded confident This guy He was giving me answers Before I was finished the question Yeah I know uh, Anyway right Celtic's top scorer In all competitions You two know your stuff Because I thought You would maybe dive in there and, and go for someone Who has been fit But it is Kyogo still uh, Lewis Ferguson Two penalties You both got him Cowden Beath Are the blue Brazil You both got that Morris Ross's side um, the oldest player to play for Celtic Is Joe Hart So Andy Halliday moves into a 4-3 lead Jack Hendry started his professional career with Partick Thistle Alistair He's gone 5-3 However There was still life left in you Because you knew that Callum Davidson Was the longest serving manager um, In the Premiership 5-4 How good a game is this? Yeah, Hugh Keevans uh, And Andy passed this one didn't you? Which former Hibs player's son? I still don't know it That was a horrendous shout though Alistair, no Why do you say it's horrendous? It was just the first play, Hibs player that came into my mind Alistair, It was very strange You're not that far off It's Gary O'Connor Oh, it was the other one It, was the, it wasn't Derek Riordan It was Gary O'Connor's son mm, That Josh. made old Yeah, I've never seen that Yeah, Josh O'Connor made his Hibs debut at the weekend Because he's a Hearts player He just, like, he just yeah, ignores yeah, yeah. everything else The other side of the city uh, So that's the end of the road, Alistair, I'm afraid And Andy even had time uh, And he should know Because he was involved before he Limped off crying at the weekend Livingston failed to score So did Ross County uh, So it was a, a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 for Andy And a 4 for Alistair Hard lines Alistair uh, Thank you very much Well played Alistair Made the weekend even worse <laughs> <laughs> Nah well played done well uh, Hugh will be along for his foot golf lesson soon Don't worry when We've you got get the senior tees set out for him Good <laughs> when you, what are they 20 yards away hmm. When you get one to the green What kind of ball are you using then? The same. Football. You're not going to be volleying a, a golf ball up and down the place, are you? It's just a bigger hole. It's the, it's the oh. hole that changes, not the, the ball. All oh, right. It's a football. Oh well. I'd lo- so do you think they were kicking a, a, a golf ball? ball? A tennis ball. No. Oh. Well, that would be. You start with a football off a tee, then move to a golf ball on the green. Is that what you thought? Yeah, yeah. Alistair Heaton definitely needs lessons. Uh, it's the Jabalani from the 2010 World Cup. That's the ball. Oh, <laughs> they move everywhere. They were good, weren't they? They were good. I like that. Glazed expression no. Not a Scooby You're more of a Pig's bladder man 
Oh yeah, yeah. With a stitching on the T-ball. Shoelace in the ball, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left a terrible mark on your forehead. Thank you, Alistair. That's a good victory for you. That I must. Is that the first time I played for a? A while is it, is them the, every week is But I think it's maybe Three weeks off. Three weeks nah, you did well there You did well I must admit Grudgingly uh, Would admit that Right 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter uh, Let's bring in Serge In Carntine See what's on his mind tonight Serge Yes hello panel hello. Uh, Evening all uh, Well I'm a great believer uh, Usually that You got bleaks of bread and butter And uh, Serge, you've disappeared a bit, but I'll get you back in just a second. I, I think I know where that was that was going. Um, certainly about the league being the bread and butter. We heard that loud and clear, didn't we? I yep. take it we're down the, the road again. Of would you rather have the league title or the Europa League? Well, let's not steal the poor man's thunder too quickly, just in case he was going to take a, a quick left turn at some point. I think producer Callum is trying to get him back, although he's. Slapping his own forehead at the moment Producer Callum That doesn't tend to be no. a good sign does it? No, considering the state he's in After his night out last <laughs> night I wouldn't yes, be slapping like myself about the head does seem rough doesn't he? Oof. I think he's been out since the 96th minute <laughs> That's admitting you It seems worse for yeah, yeah, I yeah. must admit Maybe he's just got the cold or something Or He is and To use the Glasgow expression He's hanging like a washing Anyway uh, Serge is back Serge take it away I, I, just apologies Panel uh, Just what I was saying Was I'm a great believer That the bread and butter Is a leak uh, being, a, being of a certain age But I'm now coming around To the thing That I've seen Rangers In the European final uh, Luckily enough Now I've got kids Coming up They're teenagers And they've went through The years Reluctantly I'd love to see them Go to Seville uh, And see the atmosphere And hopefully, hopefully If we do get there We go one better And I'm a great believer In history as well That in 2003 Celtic won nothing But got to Seville The finals in Seville again mm-hmm. now, There's a possibility We could win nothing Again in Manchester We won nothing that year as well So maybe He is on our side Again to this final And hopefully we can go one better And I'm, I'm For my kids I want my kids to see Rangers in a European final We could win plenty of leagues In the future Yeah Andy how do you feel about this? No one is making oh. you choose no one's making Serge choose It's just one of these things That, that sort of comes up um, Rangers might Win neither Might win one Or might win the other one Do you have Strong feelings either way? I think if I was a player I think I'd rather win The Europa League Having Already had a, a League title Medal under my belt mm. The year before If it's I'm a fan I think I'm winning the league More than the Europa League If Rangers win the Europa League This year and don't win the league There's a huge possibility That Celtic win a treble again that's okay. a possibility But, what but Rangers, will have, Rangers will have won a European trophy And Celtic won't have And they'll get into the Champions League Yeah I, I know but uh, I, I don't know It's just it, Listen it's a really really difficult question But I, I, I do but I, mm. For me Sergius has hit the nail of the head With his first point is The league's your bread and butter That's what you're out to achieve mm-hmm. And if, aim for at the start of every sometimes season Sometimes you like to swap the season. bread and butter For a fillet steak though Hugh Do you know what I mean? You, you, do you get fed up of bread and butter? If this was last season and Celtic were going for 10 in a row And you had said to any Rangers supporter If Rangers had made yep. the Europa League Cup final last season They would have said, I don't care We've got to beat Celtic and stop 10 in a row However, it's not last season 10 in a row has been stopped Everyone, the world has moved on I think it's now entirely about the width of your vision If you're uh, Serge on the line you are saying to yourself, no, 
there, there'll be other opportunities to win the league but the Europa League it might never come round again for another mm. 10, 20, 30 years so this season I think there's ample room for people to say yeah I'd rather have the European trophy than the league I think that's I think that's maybe something that's maybe sticking in the reason that's my answer because I don't think Rangers will win the Europa League that's not to say they can't they're in the, they're right, in the quarterfinals okay. for a reason but uh, they've still got some very very good teams to face Barcelona are still in the competition so maybe that's just playing in my mind when I'm giving my answer surprisingly got result of the weekend on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard we, yeah. we didn't expect but that is the yardstick that, or the benchmark call it what you like that's what Rangers or I, I suspect that's who Rangers will need to beat if they want a European trophy but I repeat if it was last season 10 in a row and all of that no Rangers fan no man, woman or child who supports Rangers would have cared about a European trophy if it had been in the final they wouldn't have cared it was all about beating Celtic and stopping Celtic from getting 10 in a row but this season it's different you've got to be right about the players though if, you yeah. are a, if you're yeah, a player yeah, not, uh, and you've got the chance to, to, to either win one Scottish Premiership yeah. title or two that, that, that the difference between that can't be very much but yeah. the, the, the thought of a European trophy yeah undoubtedly listen the last time Rangers done it was 1972 I mean it's 50 years ago so it just shows how, how hard it is to achieve such a feat and if, if you're comparing achievements I mean winning a European uh, competition with Rangers is, is far superior but I just know I know how this rivalry works in this this goldfish balls hours yeah. and, and that, uh, mm. that getting one over here your old form rivals is, is special as well. Serge, now that we're in the last international break, it's, it's like the last pit stop before we, we, we move towards the end of the the title running. Do you think Rangers will win the league? How confident are you as a Rangers fan now? Um, obviously I'm confident of winning every tournament, but we're going to have one hell of a meet, uh, April. I mean, is it two or three old firm games? And it could yep. be possibly four European ties. Now, you've got a big squad, right? But how many times we ask even a squad the size of Rangers to go to the well and win every game? It would be some achievement. It would be some achievement uh, to win anything this year with Rangers, right? Given, given the amount of games we've played, we have they been in great form all season. Apart from Europe, I've only showed glimpses of last season's form, and occasionally it's just it's been on the big, biggest stage, the European stage. Now, I get what Andy says and all, but. Come on, I'm 50 this year and I was born when Rangers won in 72. Uh, I'd love it as a perfect 50. But again, as I say, I'd just love my kids to see it. Because uh, I go on so much about Manchester and my kids have been through all the lean times. And it would be a great, it would be a great occasion just to get to it. Serge, you don't need to tell me twice. My mum and dad let me miss a maths exam at the end of my school year to get to, to watch Rangers in a European Cup final. So I, I understand. And look where it's got him, Serge. He's a genius if you listen to Beat the Pundit. I don't know if we do any maths questions no, on math. there. Yeah, math's certainly not my strong point now after Seriously, Manchester just, in 2008. Did you just know football was on the cards and just sacked that off? And... I, I, I was confident it was on the cards. Uh, so I was, I was very thankful that I was allowed to go to the game, let's just say. Honestly, you. Things we do. What about the, the, uh, did we ever check if John and... What was their face? John and Jack, was it? Are they back? Did you, did you hear this last week? We had two guys on that drove to Belgrade from Oh Kilmarnock yeah, I did I, And back And probably. then they were going to Dens at the weekend They probably, yeah. just, probably just got back I think they must have missed Dens Let's go straight the traffic, to Dens The traffic in Serbia um, hey, Serge, don't let the kids miss their exams I can't condone that type of behaviour Anyway, thanks That was Serge and Carntine On the usual number You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB What else have we got coming in? Derek is on the line He's a Rangers fan Derek 
Hi, guys, how you doing? Not bad, you? Yeah, not too bad. I thought I would phone up after um, yesterday's game, Rangers won. So normally people phone up and complain about referee decisions when they get beat. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a perfect time to phone up. So I was a bit perplexed on why Bobby Madden didn't send off the boy McGee and gave the penalty. Do you think Alfredo Morelos was getting it? I think that would probably be the question, Derek. That's maybe why. I don't know, but you know, if you're right. If if Jordan McGee denies a, a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity, then and he's made no attempt to play the ball, then yeah, he would have to get sent off. Was Morelos reaching it? Would it not be off the ball then if he wasn't again and it'd be an indirect free kick? Well, I mean, it's, it's still not. I don't know if we're splitting hairs a bit, Andy. What, what's your take on it? Because it's. The ball It's not off the ball As such But what? Well, was it a clear Novice goal scoring opportunity That's what we need We kind of need to establish That first I don't feel as if Alfredo Morelos Was getting the ball I think Derek makes a good point In terms of If if Bobby Madden feels As if it was a penalty Does that not fall Under the category That he's, he's denying A clear goal uh, Clear goal not, uh, Goal scoring opportunity Sorry And not made any mm. Attempt to play the ball I said at the start Of the show I think The big thing for me was I do feel as if It was a foul but was there an infringement by Alfredo Morelos in the build-up to it, potentially? Uh, but for me, I don't think Alfredo Morelos is getting on the end yeah, of it. Andy, you said it was a, of the soft variety. If there was a red card involved as well... It would be <laughs> I mean, to, a to, joke. to be fair to Derek, though, that's that's not really the way it works. You know, Whether you think it's soft or not, Derek's point is, it's been given, so... Does the next stage have to be red? You know, you can't just say, oh, well, I'll give the penalty, but it, it's a bit of a soft penalty, so I, I won't bother... Sending the player off you know, that, that would be crazy To work it that way Well I, I can see no justification mm. In what happened For sending off The, the Dundee player Derek Final yeah, say I, I actually said That I didn't think It was a penalty But mm. if you just said You can see no justification The justification Is the rules mm. That's simple It's plain and simple If it's a clear Goal scoring opportunity And the man The defender Make zero attempt to play the ball, which he does. So then, for double jeopardy, does he come in? It cannot cannot be a yellow card yep. and a penalty. It must be a penalty and a red card. There's no other explanation mm. for it. Well, the man who applies the rules had mm. a perfect look at it and came up with that decision. So, oh, listen, we see a lot of strange decision making. That that doesn't necessarily back anything up. I think that, that from a loose understanding, Andy, that that has to be. The thought process Because Derek's right But Derek is Portraying this yeah. As if it's definitely A clear and obvious Goal scoring opportunity know, Which listen, to some I, people I, It might be And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it isn't But that, that that's clearly where Or I, I assume That's where the The debate comes in We've had so many Calls recently About decisions And, and quite often We refer back to By the law that's correct So I think Derek Makes some great points here It's just On the basis of The, the foul in general I, I, I don't think it's a, I, I think the foul was actually made Before mm. the penalty is actually given But for me I don't think it's a goal scoring opportunity Because I don't one, think you Alfredo Morelos is getting the ball yeah. Alright well agree to disagree uh, Thank you Derek Speaking of which I mean it was, it's been a, a bit of a weekend for that We'll maybe hear from From Sean Maloney later on Ryan Porteous was sent off For denying A clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity Sean Maloney felt he was just going for the ball I think Hibs are going to appeal that decision So uh, pick up the phone Let's hear from all of you No matter what team you support You must have had a talking point From the weekend 01419511025 uh, Graham Alexander I see him getting a lot of stick On social media We had a few angry Motherwell fans Last week On the phone What have you got to get off your chest This week? Let us know 
Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans are here. It's 0141 951 1025. Remember a couple of months ago, we were having a conversation about you two being like an unlikely couple. On yeah. here on a Monday night And Hugh started referring to you as Robson and Jerome And yep. you had never heard of them and, and we had this big discussion about it As soon as I come into the office today He gets the newspaper And he's pointing furiously to an article about Robson and Jerome oh, Don't you worry, he showed me He's, th- he's thinking about you yeah. all the time yes. Seriously, it's, it's beautiful to see Some it's, partnership it's, with me, Hugh It's party can govern <laughs> You are what you are We were just separated by a wee bit of the Clyde yeah, Exactly And a few Decades um, To well, say the yeah. least Yeah uh, Right let's you, always that uh, well, The point I was getting to Is you're going to have to Team up here Because it's the full time teaser And he's obviously shown His worth on Beat the Pundit already But We've deliberately picked one That is An area of Football trivia That you dislike Squad numbers Yes How oh. did you know uh, Quite simple Rubbish. Can you name the last 10 players To wear number 9 For Scotland men's national team can you name the last 10 players to wear number 9 For Scotland men's national team Lee Griffiths Yes, well done Dykes Yep Kenny Miller Yes, okay Friend of the show Right, we'll leave it there, that's 3 You've only got 7 more to get A couple of absolute crackers in there I must admit When I looked at the list I thought it was Something wrong with it But no, I'm reliably informed That these guys did So we'll wait and see You can send your questions in By the way We've got a few weeks left Of the season So let's get a good bank of questions uh, To use Full time At Clyde1.com I know the knowledge That's out there I see it on our Twitter feed Every day So get your thinking caps on Try and come up with a question And send them in 0141 951 To have your say just now on the weekend's football Not everyone was happy We've got Rangers fans on And it's great that they got a late winner for them And Celtic fans, great for them That they won so convincingly But what about down the league? St Mirren fans Are you starting to get a bit concerned at Not picking up as many points uh, As you would have liked Early on in the Stephen Robinson era Motherwell fans It is going horribly wrong What is? Where's it going wrong? Uh, even reports tonight that Mark O'Hara Looks like he's going to sign a pre-contract with St Mirren um, as well So pick up that phone And let us know Let's start there Because it was a huge result For St Johnston uh, And Graham Alexander Says the defeat In that one Is a sore one And believes They should have won the game uh, For everyone uh, Connected with our club It was uh, I thought it was a game That looked like One winner You know, We were really pushing For that winning goal We hit the post uh, The keepers made a good save From another opportunity um, And then he scored From from nothing really, it was, a, it was a wonder goal, wonder strike from the, the player. But um, you know, there's things we could do to um, to not let him have that opportunity in the meantime. But uh, it's just it's a sore one because even one-one, you know, if we'd have finished like that, we'd have been disappointed because uh, if that was a game we could have won. There are mistakes, so we we have to own them. We have to take responsibility for them. But um, you know, the, the the punishment we're getting for these slight mistakes, you know, because you couldn't say. Um, St Johnson were on top today. Look, they've 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 scored the, the wonder goal at the end, but you know we, we've lost a game where I felt we were in relative control. And certainly after taking the lead, we should have got uh, half time with that lead, and uh, we didn't. And that's down to something that we can control. Well, absolute control is better than relative control. So they were never in absolute control of the game. And son of Braveheart has popped up with the winner uh, for a St Johnson side who have been struggling badly. Uh, second bottom of the league table 
it's quite simple in football. We always go on about the results-driven business. Five points from thirty-three is hopeless form, and uh, you know you you have to buck the trend and quickly if you're Graham Alexander. Motherwell spent a long time in fourth, Andy. A long, long time. Um, they're still one point off fifth, one point off the top six. But as Hugh says, five points from thirty-three. Most Motherwell fans seem to be more worried about. You know what's happening below than even thinking about making the top six, as possible as it still is. Yeah, I mean it's really poor form. Uh, I think it coincides with losing Tony Watt in the January transfer window as well. Uh, don't think they've replaced them. Uh, of course, that was always going to be difficult, being that he was a top goal scorer in the league at the time. Listen, Kevin Van Veen's contributed at periods. Uh, obviously, scored a great goal at the weekend. Nearly, nearly backed that up with another free kick as well that he scored with. But I mean, five points in thirty-three is dismal form. Uh, I don't think they have to worry too much about what's below them. I think it's nine points that separate them and St Johnson, so certainly a fair enough distance. But for a team that had top six and further, you know, firmly in their grasp, if it's certainly not in their grasp anymore. I don't really know how reliable Twitter is as a, a temperature gauge, Hugh, because yeah. you know, people are always going to shout loud on there and, and be angry and be reactive and be emotive. So I, I do get all that. However. If you just take yourself over to Mullerwell's Twitter feed Whether it be on Graham Alexander's Post-match interview or whatever It is Just a groundswell of people saying That his time at the club is up Is that is that fair? Is that premature? Is that just Twitter? I think it's a, a, An example of Modern day reaction to it uh, Whether it's social media or Anything else 5 out of 33 as Andy said The word dismal uh, comes to mind and it can't become 5 out of 36 5 out of 39 uh, because something has to give at that point uh, so Motherwell in their next match uh, really have to see what they can do about getting some, a win which is St Mirren at home mm-hmm. yeah so it's, essentially it's a 6 point I mean you look, you only need to look at the league table there's just so much to play for across the board mm-hmm. whether it's going for the league these European spots top 6 bottom of the league uh, bottom of the Bottom of the table But I mean I'll never be on the show And, and start calling for managers To be sacked or whatnot. But Certainly managers have been sacked for less uh, But for me Graham Alexander's done a lot of good work At Motherwell And uh, I would like to see him Give him more time And, and uh, But what I will say is His team certainly need to turn around The it's form soon Nine points above St Johnson Hugh uh-huh. With seven games to go Can they get dragged to that playoff spot? Arithmetically Yeah Of course they and can And realistically And realistically Yeah because if it's 5 out of 33 uh, It could become 5 out of 36 With uh, St Johnston getting a, a turn uh, Because they're, they're back fighting for their lives They they, they feel that it's still possible uh, Dundee look as if they'll be the side Who'll be automatically relegated So yeah of course With 7 games, 21 points at stake You cannot absolutely make a case for Motherwell not getting dragged in What do you I, think? I mean Motherwell have got They've got um, Obviously St Mirren at home At the weekend Then they go away to St uh, Sorry they go away to uh, Livingston just before the split Look at St Johnston I mean they've, they've got Livingston at home at the weekend But then they go away to Parkhead So they've got a couple of Difficult fixtures as well I don't see them getting dragged in No that, Too much that Too much two, of a yeah, gap Yeah for sure Okay well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's take a look at some of the other Talking points as well uh, from the weekend uh, A big game Really big game 
At Pataudry um, And Sean Maloney thinks Two big decisions Changed the game on Saturday He doesn't think The first penalty They conceded Should have been given And he doesn't think Ryan Porteous Should have been sent off I think last half hour When you're down to 10 men It always looks um, it Slightly skews the feeling But um, No the game changed Two decisions really um, I think for sure We can play better um, But for me The yeah, like the decisions Unfortunately the referee Got incorrect um, But that's football Oh the penalty To start with Penalty no, no, I didn't think the first penalty was. It hit Rocky's knee before it hits his arm, which so the rules mean that it shouldn't be a penalty. Um, and definitely a penalty with Ryan, but um, he made a genuine attempt to get the ball, so he shouldn't be red-carded. Um, the two decisions completely changed the game. I don't think we were playing fantastically well first half, but we were more... Um, I really weren't creating much opportunities. And then the penalty changed that. Managers sometimes look the press straight in the eye, tell them black is white... And defy somebody to say Hold on a minute So Sean Hold on a minute There were both penalties And Ryan mm-hmm. Porteous Deserved to get sent off And if they do appeal The decision that It will be thrown out Do you think the first one Definitely is Because it happens quick And it's, it's maybe difficult to see But remember If it comes off of Rocky Bashiri's Any part of his body Before his hand Then the rules quite clearly state That's not a penalty So if it skips up off his knee Which I think the allegation is then, then it shouldn't be a penalty Is that not what happened? I thought he handled it No, it certainly hits his hand Andy Yeah, I don't think the first one is a penalty But what I will say is Alan Muir It comes at some speed yeah. uh, It really does take a replay to so see So if it's it, a it small nick off, off, off the knee, knee then yeah. But uh, they probably do have the right to feel a bit uh, Aggrieved by that But the second one for me is It's a clear sending off It really is I mean, And I don't want to see any player missing games of football Regardless of it being a rival Or somebody that's top of the league, bottom of the league I don't like seeing players missing football matches But If someone's about to tap the ball in to an empty net from two yards And he's standing between you and the ball And you swipe his standing leg For me that's not a genuine attempt to, to, to play the ball Yeah Hugh it's similar to that discussion Derek raised um, About Morelos And should Jordan McGee have been sent off they did change the rule This double jeopardy thing If you make a genuine attempt To get the ball But you still bring the player down It should only be a yellow So that's the question Was Ryan Porteous's A genuine attempt To get the ball? I think he had no other intention In mind Other than Cleaning out The Aberdeen player yeah, I think Hibs have appealed it So you wouldn't expect That to be Successful I, I, I mean Hibs have got to be careful here Sean's had an up and down time since becoming the manager There's 16 points adrift of Andy's hearts They've got an Edinburgh derby coming up In a very short space of time And I just don't think that the The, the case for appealing the red card stands up Big win for Aberdeen though Yeah, yeah they, they, Jim Goodwin really needed that as well And when they went a goal behind uh, I thought... A right good start for Hibs And they could build on that But they didn't And in the end uh, They were beaten quite comprehensively Lewis Ferguson What did he score? 11 out of 11 penalties in yeah, his career before Gordon yeah. Then before <clears throat> missing one against you um, No damage to the confidence Scores two in one game at the weekend Yeah two convincing penalties as well You've got to say He's uh, he's certainly a confident man When he steps up from the spot And he's not like that Penalty miss at Tynecastle affect him, and you've got to say it was two. It, it was two massive penalties because it was a hugely important three points to Aberdeen. It gives them an outside chance now of making top six. They probably you've got to say they've got two decent fixtures coming up um, uh, before the split as well. And we're talking about Motherwell potentially getting dragged into that. If Aberdeen don't win that game, they're five points Closer, yeah. uh, uh, between them and St Johnson. So it was a hugely uh, hugely important three points. 
Who is going to take the remaining top six spots? Right, I'm going to have to ask you now because I can't. Can't get it when we can't ask the question. When there's only one game to go. That's too boring. So f- with three, was it two games? Two games two to games, go. Yeah. Let's let's look at a bit of a what I will forecasting. Say, what I will say is, is of course they're all important fixtures. But I think the the, the big one at the weekend is Dundee United Hibs uh, at Easter Road on Saturday is going to play a a huge factor, I believe, in uh, in the top six. Mm. Uh, I do think Dundee United will make it. I do think yeah, that, I mean, that they've they've got a three point cushion and they would need. They'd need three teams to overtake them, yeah. so you'd have I think to say that, they that, look that good that for them. That result at minimum was, was uh, of huge importance. I do think that gives them a, a very very good opportunity to make top six. The other ones, oh, it's difficult. You're asking me to predict. I'll go for. I think Livingston will still make it, and I think the other spot will be between Hibs and Aberdeen. Okay, Hugh. Mm. Uh, oh, I think you can or, just throw it back in my face and say it's far too tight. Don't ask stupid Celtic, questions. Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, Livy, and Dundee United. Oh, safe. That's the top six already. No. Yeah. Oh, it's so is it? <laughs> just in different order. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting running. That's for sure. How are you two coping on this teaser? Now, remember, if you want to hear your questions used on the show, the address is full time at Clyde One. Dot com. So send them in please Tonight says can you name the last 10 players To wear number 9 for Scotland men's national team You've got Griffith, Stikes and Miller Ollie McBurney e- Has to be No apparently I'm surprised at that I'm surprised at that yeah G Adams Nope Stephen Fletcher Yes Stephen Naismith Stephen Naismith yes Your colleague Keep going Oh no 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 Hold on McBurney is on there Love it Hugh Okay So do you know what let, Let's make it 11 Because you've already got The furthest back one Which was Miller So let's just make it 11 Right I'm going to go with Chris Martin Oh that's a great shout The guy from Coldplay Brilliant Okay we'll get the rest of the answers And more of your calls next Let's hear your thoughts And opinions please One for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 0141-951-1025 And I just feel like We need to abandon the football discussion I don't feel like we can go any, any further Without analysing the, week. <laughs> the the revelation that we just oh. heard during the break Andy, do, do you want to tell the public What did Hugh Keevens admit that he likes Well, you, the It break? usually gets to this time of the show And we talk about what we're going to have for dinner After exactly. the show and whatnot, And we're saying oh, we like a wee bit of French toast or whatever Well not Hugh for dinner Keevan, but we're talking uh, yeah, about yeah, breakfast yeah, anyway. general, Hugh Keevens has just admitted that he loves cold beans <laughs> Yeah cold A cold beans. tin of beans Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get those little Pots of beans in the supermarket. You yeah. might get a reservation at Berlin in half an hour if you want to go. Oh, yeah, quite good for the. <laughs> I'm astonished <laughs> oh, at that. Sad. I'm absolutely astonished. So, I actually think you know what ones you mean. So, the ones that come in almost like a yogurt pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Just peel it back, get a teaspoon, and off you go. That's horrific. That's put me off, man. Like, at what time of the day are we talking here? Oh, Not that this matters. Lunchtime. I can't believe it. Give me my choice. That's for sure. This guy is full of surprises because I, you know, years ago I learned to get over the fact that you don't like chocolate. I mean, that's a bit strange, but fine. I'm, I'm over that. And now when I go and buy the biscuits for a Saturday, we need to get you a non-chocolate option. I'm not going to buy you a tub of baked beans on a Saturday oh, no, afternoon. No, 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 that'd be going too far. But sometimes mm. when I'm coming down here a Monday or a Friday, 
That's it That's lunch The pot, the pot of beans Cold Yeah <sighs> I'm astonished yeah, I'm absolutely yeah, astonished yeah, Tweet your thoughts At Clyde SSB This cannot go uh, Without further analysis He must be the only one I refuse to believe Anyone out there Is going to back him up on this It was a, a, a Popular delicacy in Partick When I was a child yeah, In the 1910s perhaps George yeah. uh, Is a Rangers fan In Cardonald Please bring us back to football George Yeah definitely uh, Nice to speak to you tonight guys. And you And you uh, no, I was just listening to the show earlier and it was about Rangers at get a last minute winner and all the rest of it, you know. Uh, have you looked at the park that they were playing on? To be honest, the Dens Park, I, <laughs> I played in a better Sunday park than that. I mean, you had Alan McGregor telling his defenders not to pass the ball back to him because of the lumps, bumps and what have you in the park. And I think Rangers done extremely well at the weekend there to come away with a 2-1 win. I don't know what MDL thinks about Andy, that. Andy, what do you make of that? Uh, listen, I, I agree. The uh, the park was in poor condition, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a big issue the the, the week before when they they trounced Dundee three 0 in the Scottish Cup. So I I do feel as if, of course, the park the park can sometimes play a a part in your performance, but Rangers should have more than enough, regardless of the surface to to beat Dundee. I mean. I think as professionals we always talk about how we don't like playing an ass so tough you know going at Livingston it's never going to be an excuse if you're going to get a result or not obviously Rangers went there this season and, and won convincingly but yeah for me I think it was more Rangers approach to the game I don't think the intensity mm. was right uh, I thought they were too passive in and out of possession in the first half but I thought they rectified that well and, and got the job done in the second half What do you make of that George? Because we do have this easy comparison w- with last week and I, I get that you know sometimes bumps might go for you sometimes they don't but Rangers did look much more at it last week, did they not, than, than certainly the early stages yesterday? Yeah, they certainly did. But you've got to remember there were six changes in the team as well. And uh, It was Giovanni, four last week, uh, though. Giovanni rectified that at half-time, taking off uh, Ander and uh, Arfield. And t- to me, he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, I-, I just think that it's a bit harsh on Rangers to, to say that they didn't really play that well. I thought they played excellent uh, at the weekend there. On a park that is just not conducive to sulky football. Uh, if you look at Parkhead, yeah, Celtic played brilliant. I'm not going to deny that, but but they've, they've got the the, the the turf to play on. We were looking at bobbles, bumps. You couldn't even pass a ball at the weekend. Yeah, there's a reason, Hugh, that away games are are, are trickier. Yeah, and that would be one one aspect to that. Listen, if Mark McGee ordered the ground staff not to water the pitch. And That's, then put the sprinklers on halfway through. Well, that that was a malfunction, I assume. But <laughs> if if he orders them not to water the pitch, then that's fine. He's got, he's bottom of the league. He's trying anything in his power to make life difficult for Rangers. And uh, you know, George on the line will remember the days of Graham Soonis when he used to bring the park in for certain games in Europe. And you know, you, you it's your park. Yeah, you I don't think George has been critical of, of Dundee or anything. Just just sort of the, the impact it has in the game. Um, Andy George is George actually quite praiseworthy of Rangers says they were excellent yesterday that's not a word I had heard no no listen I, I respectfully disagree I don't think Rangers were excellent at all I actually think there's been cases this year I've spoke about it uh, frequently I do think Rangers have uh, played well in games that have dropped points Dundee United at Tannadice I thought the second half Rangers were superb uh, the first half against Motherwell I thought Rangers were superb uh, but for me no I don't think excellent was a yeah, I wonder would describe the performance I mean, even Giovanni Van Bronckhurst used the word lucky Got a bit lucky A bit lucky But uh, that, listen at this stage of the season yeah, This is what they call you. the championship rounds It's the business end of the season The results the most important thing And then mm. they, uh, they done well to get that 
What about the, the personnel, George? Who in particular impressed you? I would, I'll tell you who didn't impress me, right? That, that's more to the point. As uh, Ryan Kent, I thought he was falling over his own feet. Uh, in Europe, he's absolutely outstanding. But I think uh, in domestic games that players have got the measure of him now and they know how to actually uh, stifle him in games. And for me, he would be a player that I would leave out. Leave out? Wow, handy. Uh, not for me um, I don't think he played well I do agree that uh, I don't think players have found out a remedy of how mm. to, to combat Ryan Kent uh, you know I think he's the joint success he's had in Europe is, is probably maybe you're right in terms of it's down to having that little bit more space being able to have a bit more freedom to get out players 1v1 but we're talking about a player that rinsed an international right back at Dortmund uh, Showed outstanding ability to score the, the equalising goal over at Red Star. Uh, and for me, he, he's just a player you've got to play. I think when he's on form, I think he's Rangers' best player, and that's in my opinion. And uh, you know, for me, I think he's going to play a huge, important part in I playing the running in Europe and domestically. As tension grows, people are getting more and more excitable. I think you know, I have been known to make the odd knee-jerk reaction myself from time to time. But to say you would leave out Ryan Kent. I mean, you simply not get a seconder for that motion. I, I, listen, uh, but it's not. You talk about a knee jerk reaction. A month ago, we had so many calls about dropping Alan McGregor. Since yeah. then, he's put on a, a month of outstanding performances. His, his performance uh, in Europe, specifically, his performance on Thursday against Red Star was uh, was of huge importance. As football players, you have dips in form. Uh, I think Ryan Kent's not had a dip in form I think he's played really well But at the, uh, at the weekend it was a poor performance What did you make of the protests yesterday George Just when uh, Andy said Alan McGregor It reminded me And they had just actually popped up on the the TV screen The only other Rangers fan that mentioned it tonight Wasn't in favour of it Didn't like it What was your take on it? No I think at the time when we were trying to get back into the game And uh, Alan, Alan McGregor said it for me I, I take it he had it on Sky Sports so Yeah you could lip read it I don't. I, I don't want to repeat it. Uh, but that that to me is the epitome of where we are just now. Rangers fans, I don't believe would do that at Ibrox. I really don't believe they would do that at Ibrox. Uh, but the away fans are a, a different breed. Of, uh, a totally different breed. And for me, I don't think there's any part and parcel of that in football. Let's just go on with the, the football. We need to win. Uh, we don't want distractions before, during, or after the game. We just want to get on with the game and and do what we do: play football and win the game. They very nearly sabotaged a game. They're up there to support Rangers at Dens Park, and they were sabotaging Rangers' progress, their own team. And you can tell from the reaction. Uh, George mentions Alan McGregor Have a look at what uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Said about it um, Well he was He was a bit more He put on he a was public face diplomatic was he, he not? Put, he put on a public face After the game But if you uh, On the subject of lip reading uh, you Lip read the word That he used At the time Of one of the disruptions uh, You'll find out His true opinion of it I, I do understand At the end He's got to say Well of course The fans are entitled to it But That was Way over the top Is it the second one In particular Andy Do you yeah. think that Do you think that changes Or, or is Is the timing important there Yeah I, th- yeah, I think It was more the timing It's like I said I, I do feel as if Rangers Are certainly going to try And make a point At half time To start the second half fast Come back and try and improve On what was a, a lacklustre First half performance In a, What was it Only two minutes At the beginning of the second half Before it was delayed again 
and might just sort of affect that flow, affect that momentum. But I've got to say, I can only give my opinion. I don't expect the protest to stop. Well, the Celtic fans threw tennis balls mm. onto the park uh, at Dens, and the Rangers fans have done it now. So, City of Discovery, meet the City of Bampottery. I mean, I can see Max calling in right now to oppose this and say the travelling support, nothing wrong with that, and that the display was was correct. The problem is it's. 7.53 and a bit So Max Give us a call back tomorrow I don't want to waste your time I also don't want to pretend That this your call isn't isn't happening So Give us a call back And we'll do our best to get you on I think that's fair uh, That we hear a couple of sides to it So thank you uh, Very much to George It was nice to hear from you I think that's the first time We've had the pleasure George So make sure you give us a call back Will you? Will do Thank you Good man That was George In Cardonald 01419511025 If you want to take the number down uh, Do you want to know What's even more alarming Than all of that he is getting some support for cold no baked beans chance. on Twitter. Yes. He genuinely is. Uh, must Mc- be for Mr. Hines himself. Uh, McGill says, I eat cold beans straight out of the tin. Paul Wilkie it. says, It's an age thing. My dad eats half a tin of cold beans. Uh, my wife is also guilty of cold beans and cold curry. What is wrong with you oh. people? Yeah, yeah, I like a cold curry as well. Yeah. First, oh, come on. First thing in the morning. It's just descending, though, to, to everything else. Del Boy's nine year old daughter eats. The, but see, she's too young to know any better, Del Boy. That's the difference. Um, I remember the, I mean, the leftover curry growing up, but that would always get fired into the microwave. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've got a microwave, incidentally. I don't think you do. I do. It doesn't know how to work it. Hot. I know. I do know how to Big work Big Mo it. wants you to try mayonnaise on toast. What is happening here? Oh, I quite like that, yeah. Jeez. I have ah. may- mayonnaise on uh, crisps. That's That's good. <laughs> I'm away Get Just as well It's 5 to 8 <laughs> Saved by the theme tune Right quickly A couple more The last number 9s For Scotland Shankland. men's national team uh, Yes Shankland Nisbet No Chris Boyd No Chris Ebalumu No You'll never get a couple of these James right. McFadden You've already No You've already given me McBurney Same first name Ollie Thingme Buck <laughs> Thingme Yeah Ollie Buck <laughs> Two absolute crackers What about a current St Mirren player? Eamon Brophy ah, Steve well Clark's done. first game Yeah wow. Okay The last one This guy is Sometimes he's a right back Sometimes he's a striker Callum Patterson He's probably worn everything Is that 11? Yep That's us Well done gentlemen We're back tomorrow Roger, Hannah, Gordon, Biel Time for the beans And Johnny Oh disgusting Johnny Campbell is up next